Yo, mate, if you're interested in how to get started in real estate or you just want to expand your knowledge on real estate and deal finding, this episode is going to be perfect for you. Brian Kobe's been able to do $2 billion in sales this year. I beg your pardon. $2 billion in loans. That's a B, not an M. He's done more in revenue, right? But I want you to pay in particular attention to when he's talking about team sports and failures and successes. Being able to learn from both. Use both of them to your advantage to grow yourself, grow the people around you, and ultimately grow your business to get that freedom that you desire. Stick around, mate. You don't want to miss this one. So here's the question. Yeah, right, I might go on. How are these young entrepreneurs who haven't obtained any inheritance and are entirely self-taught carving a legacy and living that life? And mate, we're talking purebred entrepreneurs here. The ones that have a vision, the ones that have a passion, and the ones that want to make an impact on this world to get that respect that they deserve. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. But honestly, mate, keeping shit as simple as one, two, three is the key. My name is, in fact, Benji Copeland, and this is The Power of Three. All right, bro. Thank you so much for joining us today, mate. How are you? I'm good, Benji. Thanks for having me. Doing well. Another day in Nashville, so uh, at least the sun's out, and yeah, we'll, we'll make the most of today. Hey, mate, that's it. That's it. To be honest, man, like we connected on Instagram. Yeah, I saw I saw one of your videos with uh, David Meltzer about the three type of listeners. Yeah, and oh, I loved it. I went to your page after that. I was like, yeah, got a jam with this guy. So yeah, David's got he's dropped some great content, and it's it's fun when you can connect on Instagram and you align up with people and you mm. recognize that message mm-hmm. is something you can resonate with and. You know, I saw some of the posts you had and things too. And I thought, okay, this is great, man. This is what a great time to be alive where you can connect with people all across the world. Oh, it's insane, isn't it? And it's just, you know, obviously everyone knows the power of social media. But when you add that to your business and your life, it's, it's honestly kind of like you have two different lives. You know what I mean? Like you have the whole marketing online type of thing, but then you also have the word of mouth in person, you know, and, and like the potential to go viral you know, like you're saying, just the ability to literally message anyone and be able to connect with anyone. That's yeah. what I love about it. And, and that's what, I mean, that's why I started, one of the reasons why I started the podcast, you know, just to communicate with people out there and, and anyone else that wants to start a podcast, you know, it's great just to build confidence, go out, go out after, you know, some big, some big sharks and then say what's up. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing holding you back. And what's cool I'm learning is let's call it what it is. There's not a lot of new messages or necessarily like new content, but the way it's delivered, the person that's delivering it and really kind of how that energy is, is transcended over. I think that's the difference. And that's why like, I'm a big believer in like building your personal brand and showing up on Instagram, doing video, doing pictures, like put it all out there. And you know what I found like, then people may connect with you and go, okay, I, I connected that message. Bendy shared there. But I mean, it may not be a new message. It may not be 100%. a new content, right? And that's, and that's what it is. You know, it's, I mean, you know, for myself and my business, I've started to just repost a lot of things on, on social media and, you know, I can tell that you do that as well. And it's, yeah, it is, it's just about, it's not necessarily, unless, you know, unless you specifically say this or this, you know, this is, these are my beliefs this is what I believe in. If you're putting stuff up, something up on social media, most of the time for me anyway, it's just because I found that interesting. You know, it's just because, oh, okay, this is like kind of like another side of the story. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it, this is 100% accurate, but it could be, you know what I'm saying? And, and doing 
you know, just interesting research, interesting facts like that. That's what social media has kind of brought about. It's kind of brought about that different side of we can actually go out there and find some information for ourselves and then use that and build something, like you're saying, like a personal brand. And um, yeah, mate, that's what social media is. But for anyone that doesn't know, you want to just give them a little background and how long you've had your podcast and things going for? Yeah, so that's been interesting. I'm, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. And mm-hmm. so that's just on the, the west side of the state. And I grew up there and like my story is really back to athletics. And um, I got involved in sports at an early age and really shaped who I am today where you learn a lot of lessons in life when you're an athlete. And I was fortunate enough to compete at some high levels with um, like the Olympic team and then playing in college and a little bit professional soccer. And, and those were things that for me at the time, I didn't recognize the level of people you're playing with in the competition. As you look back now, I've got three kids. It's amazing to tell stories when the, the moment I look back and that's what's beautiful about life is like, I was just in the moment. I got to play yeah. with amazing people, great friendships to this day. And, and sports taught me that competitive nature that I still have in business today, that drive and commitment of when I've got a goal, look, there's going to be setbacks. I know those are going to happen. I know there's going to be bigger goals later that I want to try to achieve. And you just keep grinding and grinding. But even as a soccer player, you think about like everybody on the team had a role and, and almost you can tie it into personal branding of everybody had a brand a little bit, whether it was their hairstyle or what shoes they wore or like, I mean, soccer players, they're creative, right? I mean, we're, we're a different breed. And that kind of led me to, I was also, um, I'm a musician still. So I play the bass guitar and fortunate enough after I played that I went into mortgage and, and real estate financing and have kind of built a career there the last 18 years, learned a ton but it's not that much different than sports. You got to learn to build relationships, get along with people exceptionally well, influence people to want to work with you and trust you. And in my role now, building out a a large, a massive team, um, we've got close to 200 people. When you take all of our processors, underwriters, people that originate loans, sales support, and it's, it's just a big team. Uh, And so I love it, man. It's it's great. And now being a dad of three kids, um, my daughter's 13 and then my oldest son is about to turn 12 in a couple of months. And then my youngest is five. So I get to kind of now have this new uh, sense of purpose and just drive of like, okay, what can I do to provide for them? And my wife and I just celebrated 18 years, which is crazy to be married. Right. Congratulations. So just living life to the fullest, man. Like today, you know, it's funny. Um, I just turned 43 and I still compete and do, you know, like we have what, a group called- about that. Uh, no, it was uh, two and a half weeks ago. So okay. August 2nd. Well, happy, happy belated birthday, man. So it's, hey, I'm, I'm a Leo, August and all that, but I still look today and I'm like, anything that I can compete in or challenge myself, I'm in. So I'm doing some of like the CrossFit style training. I've been doing that for years and working out with friends and, and just living life, man. You know, and just um, started showing up on social media a couple years ago and realized to go in a lot more. I was one of those that was kind of half in, half out. You know, I'd show up every once in a while. And then that was what led me to the podcast this year. So we decided why not launch it. And, and I was very you know, methodical about what I wanted it to be. I didn't want it to be like anything that was already out there exactly, but take all of the leadership and the sports, the music side and, you know, being a dad and, and building a business, all of that and, and condense it in. It's really about how people can have a growth mindset and wherever they are, how they can actually build their brand and then lean in on, how do you grow as a person and individual so you can contribute your best in back into the world and use your talents? That's, that's what it's all about. Right on, man. No, it's the perfect, 
perfect fit for this podcast, to be honest. But just going back to your point of, of team sports, you know, right on. Right, I completely yeah. agree. You know, I played um, cricket. That was my sport growing up. Yeah. About 10 years. But, you know, I played... Uh, have you heard of Australian football? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, so I played that for a good 10 years as well, but then some basketball and tennis and things. But cricket, that was that was my passion. You know, that's what I played at a high level. That's what I was just in love with. And, you know, you're right. That game, man, sitting out, or not sitting out, but being out in the sun for eight hours a day, yeah. you know, it takes a toll on you. And, you know, patience, consistency, and just, again, having that drive, you know, being out in the middle for, for three hours or whatever, two hours, and just having that concentration, having that, that uh, every single ball, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a routine, it's a process, and it's yeah, it's beautiful, you know, and I, I, mean, I don't want to go too far into it, but um, like that was kind of what I wrote into my whole Queen's application, like to get into university was just about like team sports. That's literally what it was, you know, like yeah. that's... I. I don't know. I mean, there's just something about it that does. It, it really does just bring out the best in you and the people around you. Yeah. Um, and bringing that to a business environment, I, yeah, I completely agree, man. It's, it's insane. And, I mean, even for the larger sport, sport teams out there, you know, like hockey and football and things, that just even be more intense. But, um, yeah, going your, so your company right now, is that mainly focused on, like, real estate and, and sales? Yeah, so we actually provide the money for people to buy homes, whether it's an investment property or you know a condominium, a house. If you want to build a house, so we're actually the financing. Unless they can pay cash for the home, they need us to come along and yeah, get man. them approved with credit, income, and assets, and all, and help them make good good choices. Because you know not not all mortgages are created equal, and and you want somebody that's actually going to give you like sound advice yeah. and and walk you through like what are your options. And so our team. You know, we're, we're highly competitive on that because we want to get to the customer first, provide them with the best advice and, and insights based on their situation, and then deliver that experience where they go tell everybody that we're, we're the best. You've got to use these guys yeah. over at Lone Depot. And, and so that's, that's how we built it. And our team right now, we're number three in our group. We'll do uh, close to $2 billion this year, nice, which is crazy to that's think revenue, of. Right? Um, yeah, the revenue will actually be significantly more than that, but Ooh, wow. that'll actually just be the funded volume. Um, oh, yeah, we'll be significantly higher on the revenue, which crazy when, when the numbers get released, it'll, it'll be impressive. But, uh, and you guys are still private, private company, still private company. Yep. Owned by, um, one of the best leaders in FinTech, I would say, uh, guys of our time that we have revolutionized the whole process. And I think that's, what's cool is like, the innovation we're seeing this year in 2020, as much as people want to hate on the year and you know all the things happening with COVID and, and the things that are there, it's required people to innovate like this. Like you've got to do Zoom calls. And then if your product or service was an in-person in style, how do you deliver an experience or recreate yourselves? And if you own a restaurant and you can't open or you're at 50% capacity, like how, how do you build that real estate? There's deals to be had out there today. And I think for many people, it's just, do they have that almost back to sports? Do they have that drive to just go out there and figure it out and, and realize that there, there is no roadmap for 2020. <laughs> There's no one that's going, man, I've got this whole thing figured out. I mean, people are just, what I'm admiring is people are just trying things and you know, I'm one of those just trying things out. Like what's working, what's not working. And 
that's, that's what's going to really build the innovation and the culture to progress forward. Whatever happens in 2021 and on, we're going to learn a lot this year. Oh, mate, tell me that. This year's already, to be honest, I feel as if I've learned, I mean, towards the end of last year, started, things started happening too, but I would say in the last past 12 months, I've learned more about myself and my business and I'd yeah. say just life, mate, because I, I was in Europe backpacking last year for, for two months after I finished. But, um, yeah, it just, it is. It's, it's, time's, time's insane. But um, real estate has something that I've been wanting to get it get started in. And, you know, obviously that's a longer-term play. You need, you know, more cash and things. Yeah. Um, but if for anyone that anyone out there, and then, you know, myself as well, what would be the best place to start? How, like, just just in terms of finding your first deal, getting the cash, and how long you know how long do you want the deal to be? Whether yeah. it's like a year, three years, um, apartment, house, all this. So, you know, it depends on your situation, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I'll take it down from my experience that I've seen is I've got friends that are in commercial, and so there are some deals to be had now. With you think about a lot of companies have gone off site, right? Everybody's working remote from home. So there are some deals I think to be had in the commercial space that when things do swing back a bit and people are leasing again, there are probably some commercial buildings that you could have great tenants there and you could probably pick those up today. Um, some of those will be, be on discount. I think that's always a, a, a good avenue because those will be there um, over, over a long time. Mm-hmm. But in the like kind of the general real estate, like what we own and you look, the way I was always taught, and this is something just basic fundamentals is if you go and get your first house, right? Yourself. So you get qualified to go buy that first house. Maybe you live there two or three years, but then you rent that house to someone, right? And so take the equity from it, move on to the next house and you buy something different, but rent that first house. And really the principle of that is you take the equity and what you've built there. Well, now you've rented it. You move on to your next house that you own and you can continue to build that as fast as you can build your income. Right. And for, for many people, it's just a matter of can you generate cash flow on the property uh, that will offset what the payment is if, if you can't pay cash and figure out what those numbers look like. And that's where we, we come in and we'll help people strategize of, you know, what, what is it going to cost? What can you rent the property for? Um, in many of our markets, you could actually rent the property to somebody else for more than it would cost you to go take out a mortgage on. Mm-hmm. You just need the money to put the down payment, whatever that is yeah. or, um, for that. So I would start there and I encourage people, it's okay to start small, right? Mm-hmm. Your first property, you may start small. It may be a one or two bedroom. That's all it is. You know, that's just what it is. But guess what? Somebody else is going to need that one or two bedroom. Yeah. And then as you pay that down, as soon as you can start paying those off and not have debt, obviously the big benefit is save on the interest. Mm-hmm. And like we, we loan people money. That's what we do, right? So they pay us the interest and all the things. But then as soon as you can pay those things off, then your cash flow gets even better. So that's the advice I give people is just start where you are. And um, the the other thing that I'm seeing a lot more is people, uh, let's say you and I are talking, Benji, and we're like, okay, this is what we want to do. Well, maybe we go in on a property together, right? Or you get four four guys and you go in on a property together. Like nothing wrong with that. Starting small and put in a little bit. I love that. And one thing I have seen as well that's, I don't know how popular it is, but you know, getting like a, a two bedroom, three bedroom apartment, having that one bedroom to yourself and then renting out the, one, the two or three other bedrooms. Start that way, right? Yeah. And then over time, maybe you move out of there and you're making enough money and you've built up 
and then you continue to rent it to them, right? And then you just step away and go to the next. And I think that's that's what starting early, that's the one thing I look back on is there's certain properties I look back and I'm like, what, what would it be like today, you know, 15, 20 years later, if I'd kept that property or kept that property? Mm-hmm. You know, easy to look back, but the appreciation of real estate just over time, you know, if you look back, it has been, been strong. And so, you know, if you buy something today and you hold it for long enough, it's going to be worth more than you paid for it um, in most situations, right? So, it's good. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, it's, you're buying a piece of land. You're buying something that is never going to go away unless the earth is blown up or destroyed or something happens, you know what I'm saying? But, we got bigger problems then. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, you know, stocks and, and all this thing and the economy, that's why I love real estate so much. Because yeah. you literally, it, it just, it's a piece of land, you know, and it's, yeah. it's you, like you can have literally own that piece of land. And um, I mean, me personally, I want to get into kind of like farmlands, only farms, maybe, I don't know whether or not I want to actually sell crops, probably yeah. not, but I just, I'm obsessed with, you know, self-sufficiency, growing your own food and things like that. And that's one thing that I want to do down the future, but yeah, man, I love you that. Should I do love it. that so much. You should do it. I think that's where people are finding now and it's more of not even a trend. It's just reality is you do need a, a, at least a few forms of income and revenue, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if you're running a business here, maybe you got another business here, but you got real estate there, you've got investments in the stock market. You know, you think about diversifying out every millionaire or billionaire you look at, they don't have one stream, you know, and they've, they've diversified out. So I just, you follow the, the trail of what people have done to get to that level you want to be at. And typically real estate's part of that portfolio. Oh yeah, yeah. One hundred percent without a doubt. That's 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 kinda like your bank. That's the capital. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's where you put it all. Um yeah. and that's that's what Monopoly taught me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, mate, I wanna be real respectful of your time here. It's been an awesome chat, but there is one question I wanna ask you just before we go. And that is if you could turn back the clock, let's say turn back to your eighteen year old self. Mm. And you could give yourself one piece of advice, knowing what you know now, but you had no resources. You just had to go. Ooh. So 18-year-old self. So I was still in college playing soccer. Um, I'm probably one of those guys that I've taken some risks, but looking back at how some risks and how I've fallen on my face and failed and like had stuff completely fall apart in, in life and in business to give myself more freedom early to fail on some things and not be so focused on the end result at that moment, because the perspective to look back, you know, some 25 years later, I I would have probably gone a little bit more aggressive on things like real estate and tried to launch even my own businesses earlier in life and been okay with that process taking longer versus that, that 18 year old self or even 21 early, is, you know, I know I was a product of more instant gratification of like, I wanted it to be successful in a year or two, like just, I've worked hard, it's there. And so I think that's what I would say is trust the process. And and the real growth mindset is going to come from the successes and failures. Mm -hmm. And to give yourself credit to do bigger things than you ever thought possible. And, And there's no reason to wait, you don't have to be there's no certain age that qualifies you for it. There's no, um, even on an income standpoint, if you're resourceful enough, you will find a way to get things done. And so 
just being more aggressive and believing yourself at the uh, the higher levels earlier. Amen, Brian. Being resourceful, using what you already have, using your knowledge that you already have to go out there and seek more knowledge, seek more experience, seek other people's experience, man. That's the true game of it. That's the true life that we want to be after. Evolving, adapting. The only true person that you have to compete with is yourself, mate. Look yourself in the mirror every single fucking morning and just know that you're going to crush the day. Peace out. Love you guys.